First of all, welcome to the latest Furious in Devotion podcast. Um, lads, it's, it's been a long weekend, isn't it? We've, we've, we've done some miles. Um, does anyone know how many minutes we have left in the National League? Liam, are you aware of that? Uh, by my last count, I think it was no no more, wasn't it? No more minutes in the National League. Tim, do you yeah. think that? No more minutes in the National League. No more minutes in the National League. <laughs> okay, okay, all right. Okay. Not the gist. I was not prepared for that. In, in the absence of not actually sticking it in, I just thought we'd do it now. So there we are. So no more <laughs> minutes in the National League. Um, answers on the postcard to however many minutes we did have in the National League. It was a oh, lot. Do you know what? I did work that out. I worked that out for... Um, let, I'll, I'll grab that. I've got that stat. Uh, but I only did it from, from Boreham Wood. So I don't know if it technically... I'll just have to... Well, whatever that stat is, add a week. And that's how we'll do it. Um, okay. Any idea how that chance started? I heard that Wrexham fans got into the last Chester game in the Football League and started chanting that at, at, at the Diva. Anyone, anyone heard the same? I've certainly seen a YouTube video of that somewhere. And so they've decided to do it again. Fair, fair play. Yeah, great game. Uh, well, great trip. More than great game, I'd say. Uh, me, Liam, and Tim went down. Uh, just Garrett Gar- Gar- was also there. But yeah, we, we yeah, all four We're of gonna us. We're going to come to Garrett. Garrett, oh, you've ruined the intro now. <laughs> Well, it's just it's, it's just like it's like we were like oh uh, just to, let's get to the elephant in the room. We were all there. <laughs> yeah, I mean, okay, yeah, we were all there. Um, before we sort of uh, come to Geraint, though, let's just talk about some of the sort of burning issues from that match. Now, one thing I, I, I thought, and one thing that me and my mates were saying before it was, I really hope Luke Young gets a run out because basically, you know, it's his hometown club. Uh, there's a lot of his family down there. Um, He's been, you know, he was instrumental in the first part of the season and he's he's found himself out the side a little bit. Now, what, Liam, what do you sort of think about him not being on the bench? Do you think it sort of says something that, that might be happening behind the scenes or do you just think it's he's just a victim of the squad's being strengthened and, you know, sometimes people have to sit out? Yeah, I think you can read you can read a lot into these things, you know, one way or the other, but... Uh, he, look, he looked relatively happy. I saw him outside the ground after the game. He was smiling, chatting away with fans. Didn't look like a man who was necessarily about to to leave Wrexham or anything like that. I just wonder if maybe Parkinson wanted to give you know Billy Waters some minutes. You make a signing and then no one gets to see him. So it was, it was actually quite interesting just to see him get a few minutes, see what he's about. Um, so I'm not. I'm trying not to read too much into it. Let's see. Tim, are you reading any, anything into it? No, um, absolutely not. Uh, I, I get what people are saying, but you have to kind of, even though we've won the league, you kind of have to do away with the sentimental aspect of it. Yeah, it would have been lovely for him to play his old team, blah, blah, this, and blah, blah, that. But, I mean, Parky showed that he wanted to, to wrap up the season with another win by naming his strongest team in his eyes. So, you know, I, I don't see anything wrong with that. I can understand... You know, there was a, a bit of a, not a clamour, but understanding that he could have made wholesale changes to please everybody. But it's not about pleasing anybody at this stage of the season. It's done. You know, the winners, everybody's happy. Some players will leave. We'll come to that in a bit. Um, do I feel sorry for him? A, a little bit, but probably no, no more sorry than most of the players. And, you know, the hardest person who's got the toughest job has always been the manager. 
And Luke Young has been really, really good for us, not just this season, but since he's been here. Um, he's been unfortunate that other players have come in and and have, have, have probably set or raised the bar even further. That's, that's no slight on him. That's just the, the way a strong squad works. Yeah, I mean, I would have liked Parkey to put him on the bench, uh, at least, and maybe come on for the last 10 minutes. I thought that would have been... I thought it would be nice, uh, you know, just because, just because that's that's one of his old clubs. But you're right; there's no room for sentiment in this. Parky obviously showed that he wants he wanted to win that match. It wasn't going to be a procession. Um, he owed it to the league, really, to, to have his strongest side out. And at the moment, he thinks that Luke Young doesn't make that squad, and that uh, and that's fair enough. Now, look, we all we all made it to the match. We all did it in sort of different ways. Uh, I came from London. You guys probably drove down from from Wrexham, but uh, there was a couple of Canadians who made a hell of an effort. Remember, we were walking back and we met that, that mm. Canadian family, Mike and Charlene from Toronto. And there was two, two, two ladies there as well. I wasn't, didn't quite catch their name. But can I just uh, give a shout out to those two? Because not only did they, have they come across for a Wrexham match, made it all the way to Torquay, but they did some real undercover work. Because they were in the Torquay end and because they were in a box, Charlene especially has been watching Torquay games in case someone asked her a question and tried to catch her out. So that is dedication. She was like, she was being quizzed by Mike about, you know, who her favorite goals player is, you know, what, how, <clears throat> you know, how they've been doing recently, a bit of goals trivia as well. So well done, well done, Charlene and Mike. Um, and they seemed, they came to this, to the Devon with us later and they seem to have a good, good, uh, good time. Um, right. Before we sort of get onto our guest, um, should we just quickly mention the retain list, which I think will probably be be announced this week? I can't see any reason why they, they would delay it, really. Uh, Liam, would you uh, simply, would you offer contracts to anyone who is out of contract? Uh, look, you're assuming that I, I know who's in and out of contract, Andy, and as oh, you well know. Well, there's one man on this call who will know that, but we're going to come to Geraint later. <laughs> um, I, think, I think most of the keepers are out of contract, uh, except for Leighton, who's got another year. I think in defence, uh, Reese Hall Johnson is out of contract. I think McAlinden. Um, Tim, any more? Uh, I'm, I'm I'm going to be pretty honest and go. I'm going to go to our friends over at Rob Ryan Red, who did a <laughs> big thing on contracts. So I'm just don't we say, don't we look like the the, the pod yeah. that does our research? Well, I mean, <laughs> Nate loves. I mean, we even put yeah. talk about the retain mm -hmm. list on our sort of to do list before this pod, and then no one's managed to get. <laughs> we, we, look, we, we, we can't contract. we can't get everything. Hour. Right, well, listen up. Shut up for a minute. Right, so the only people. That would be out of contract, or who's in contract. Rob Lainton, everybody else on the goalkeeper front is yeah. out of contract. So what do you do there? Let's go for that one first. What, what, what's your... I mean, my take, is, it sounds ridiculous, but I'm sticking to my guns, is probably a, a, a new stable of goalkeepers. Yeah. Uh, that's not being harsh. That's just, you know, I think there's a need for it. I know, I understand there's this romantic idea of keeping Foster on, and I get that. Um, for me, I just think we need somebody um, a little bit younger and somebody to take us forward over the next couple of years and have that settled position because we haven't, through injury and everything else, it hasn't been a settled position for a while now. So I think that's something that we need going forward. 
Yeah, I mean, I agree with you. I think all through this this squad build or rebuild that Parky's done, he's nailed positions. He's got people who can who can, on three or four year contracts who can sit in that position as they go up the league. You know, the likes of Aaron Hayes and the likes of Paul Mullin, likes of Tom O'Connor. So I don't, you know, I, I think it makes sense that they go in and get a keeper round about you know twenty six, twenty seven. Maybe they look a bit higher towards towards Championship. I don't know. Um, but I, I think it makes sense to come, rather than have someone like Foster to come in for a, for a year to nail a position now. Uh, Liam, what do you think? Um, if, if Ben Foster were to stay on for another year, I certainly wouldn't be disappointed. I think he's more than capable, well, definitely more than capable of doing a job at League Two level. Um, personally, I, I have to say I would like to see sort of almost a clean slate, get a keeper in place who can can take us through a couple of leagues. It seems to be what we've done with with most other positions. So that would be my preference. But yeah, like it, like I said, if Ben Foster signs on, I'd be very happy. So yeah, yeah take it either I, way. I agree. I mean, if, if you can't get Foster to stay, it's a no-brainer to get him, isn't it? But... I'll, but... Uh, I'll, I'll carry on with the with the uh, the, the, uh, the contract stats as as unofficially sponsored by Rob Ryan Red. Oh, yeah, uh, I can't un- see that. Un- unlike, our, unlike our official sponsor, which Andy didn't mention, the Fat Boys. I, I, was, I had a whole segment on that later. So you ruined that too. So you, you <laughs> are, I'm not saying it to begin ru- with. Ruining segments Indeed. left, right, and center. No, no, no. You, you ruined my match day experience yesterday too with your much. dreadful backside, Andy. So too you know, much it's, all, it's all even. Yeah. <laughs> Gilpin's guffs. That's what we're going to call it. I mean, terrific. I, I was out till 3 a.m. I was I was not a well man. Um, uh, You're not I, a well man. Full stop. It doesn't take much to be out at 3 a.m. Right, let's, let's cut to the right, chase. Go, go through. Go through this. Never mind my backside. Go right. through. So go, going back to, to Nathan and Rich's wonderful um, uh, work, uh, and they do put a lot of work in. So there, um, people out of contract in defence. Harry Lennon, Reese Hall Johnson. Thank you very much for your time. Farewell and good luck. Is that fair to say? <laughs> Uh, if you could keep Lennon fit and if he could ever play more than two games well, you can't. at the moment, but I meant a week. Um, he, he came in, he said, well, we'll give him a contract if he proves his fitness. He proved his fitness, got a contract and got injured. Yeah, fine. Okay. I, I mean, I think Lennon's a talented player, but I just I, I just don't think he, we can rely on him. And we've all said that, that on his day, he's probably one of the best defenders at the club. Um, but again, we're now in a fortunate position where we've got reinforcements in that negates the need for him to be here, but he will find himself back at another club, no doubt. So, cool. anyway, right. I'll go through, go through um, midfield. midfield. McAlinden is the only one out of contract um, in June. Oh, you know what? I'd give him a year just because he can play Would across. You really? Because he can play across so many different positions. And he's played yeah. league football, hasn't he? You know, he's a he's got experience yeah. at that level also, as well. So, if you got six or seven on the bench, surely you would you would have someone like McAlinden. I'm worried. Way. I'm worried now because Garen's got his pen out, which terrifies me. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's like it's like a blacklist. Is he writing ban Tim from, <laughs> from the racecourse ground. <laughs> damn, damn. Signed. Yeah. Um, okay. So onwards to the final part of the puzzle. Um, up top, the only person um, who is out of contract in June is on loan. Southend United man Jake Hyde. Again, right. Um, right. again, I think he's, I think he's a, he's a, an all right striker, and you know, if Southend are in a position to take him, I'm sure they would. Um, but yeah, thanks for that goal that didn't stand at Southend. Wonderful. 
Yeah, uh, I, I agree. I, I, I wouldn't keep Hyde. I think we probably do need another striker, but, you know, um, I don't think it would be Jake, to be honest. Right, okay. Look, he's been waiting here long enough. Let's give Geraint the intro that he deserves. <laughs> so we've been waiting to get this fella on for ages because he's the guy who holds everything together. Hardworking, talented, with the odd flash of anger. He's the behind-the-scenes Darren Ferguson, orchestrating everything. From editing the programme to ratifying transfers, showing endless Americans around the ground, ordering all those post-match peaches. Pe peaches? Pizzas, even. <laughs> peaches. <laughs> A peach pizza. Uh, he sorts out everyone's emails, no problems too big or too small for him. He links the club from its glorious past to its exciting future, and he's dealt with a few rogues along the way. He's Mr. Wrexham AFC. He's Geraint Parry. I mean, not meaning to turn this into a loving Geraint, but before we start, can we just say from every Wrexham fan, thank you so much for all your years of, of service. Like The amount of times you've helped me personally out with stuff. Uh, I mean, I, I don't show you the gratitude. I should. Uh, and it's not just me. When I said that you were coming on, everyone sort of said, oh, I met Garrett here. He helped me with this. He, he did that for me. You know, and, and that's it's 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 quite strange to have someone who's so universally liked at the club. Garrett, and I think from fans, we just like to say thank you. That's really kind of you. Uh, I'm taking back. Thank you very much. Uh, there's one offence. Many people know Fuzzy. Uh, Keith Jones who goes to the games uh, and he's got a little saying it's nice to be nice uh, and uh, that stands I think across uh, football club as well uh, and if you can help people out why don't you help people out so many people like this football club love this football club uh, and uh, they help me out as well so I, I just try and help people back in the same respect Nice one Gary nice one right let's let's go through sort of your early life as a fan how did you get hooked on Wrexham am I right in thinking you lived across across the road uh, I do now. <laughs> I didn't okay. at the time. I lived across the border at the time, up on the Wirral. Family Welsh, um, but they moved when I was, uh, yeah, when I was born, actually, to the Wirral and um, to, for work. And uh, it was the railway line, I think, that got me involved because they could get down from uh, from Heswell on the Wirral down mm. to Wrexham on the train, from Birkenhead train. Uh, I got several friends in Neston. Let's go watch a football match. And uh, we came to Wrexham against. Um, Plymouth Argyle, 19 September 74. Uh, I was 14. We won 5-1. They went up that year. We beat them 3-0 as well, away on the match today. And uh, Mickey Joey were playing uh, And, uh, you know, just to stand in the stadium, watch a game. I was in all the place, reading my programme, getting to know people. This, this is proper football. I see you watch it on the television. In those days, you, you devour everything you can as a kid, don't you? You read shoot magazines. You don't have the internet or YouTube or anything then. But you, you knew everything's all black and white TV, in fact, thinking about it. And <laughs> when I started, yeah, but you still knew the colours, you know, and the teams, what they wore. Uh, and that, that got me into it. And I was just hooked. And I've been coming ever since. Several of my friends used to come with me. Um, a few of them dropped off. They, they live in different parts of the world now. Uh, but I'm still here. And, yeah, I moved down to Wrexham. And uh, I've got so many friends here, and uh, this is where my life is now. Um, right. Do you know what happened on April the 24th, 1990? <laughs> April 24th. <laughs> Go on. Go on. It was when Geraint Parry became mascot of Wrexham. Oh. <laughs> I don't know. Right. Can you see this? It's my 30th birthday, wasn't it? It's yeah, your 30th was... birthday. Yeah. And when Geraint yeah. Parry, programme editor opens the box of programs he finds an unusual mascot at the top 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> so, so they uh, they set me up. Obviously, yeah, it wasn't exactly airbrushed in, but it was. Uh, yeah, they put my little head on the on the face from the little pudgy mask. <laughs> I've got I've got a few questions about this. A few questions. Uh, Firstly, the hair. Oh yeah. Is that, is that a perm or is that pure parry? <laughs> no, that is all real. Curly hair. Used to go to barbers and the women always say, oh, I wish we had hair like you. Wouldn't have to cost me a fortune get it permed. Yeah, and no, I just want a straight hair. <laughs> Andy, Andy put, put that put that up to the camera again because there's a bit of glare on it. Try and get it as close as you can. All right, mate. Yeah. So, so, bit more, can bit more. Oh, Mark's can story. Oh, my God. Yeah, there it is. <laughs> Um, for people listening on the pod, uh, it, it's not a great visual, uh, visual, visual experience, but pop on the YouTube and you can see that it, it's not the only one, actually. Uh, but but that's what a good one to start. Um, yeah. Uh, do you want to know who set you up for that, Geraint? <laughs> I, I, I just... My internet is terrible at this place, so I'm sorry I didn't quite catch you there. Uh, do you want to know who set you up for that, Garrett? Oh, that would that was the that would be Dave Roberts and uh, Phil Jones. Yeah, the program with the time. That's right. Yeah, yeah. And the lads at the Prince's Engraving in Manchester, Engraving Services. They're good lads. Man City fans. Because they ever came to a game, but they, but they knew all the players. They put so effort into the program because I think they could see what we did. And the rest of the team, with so many other people, helped us on the program. And that was a good program over the years. It wasn't just the three of us. It, it, it was another thirty people. And uh, yeah, no, it was it was our way of helping the club. No internet again, I say. So the club could connect with the fans directly and to have put across their say on on the certain. Uh, and so we just wanted to project a good uh, a good image of the club, and I hope we did that for many years. So, obviously, you were you were program editor for years. Now, take us back to when the sort of, like the first sort of thing about the the full time job might might. Uh, Came about. Was, am I right in thinking it was 2002? And was it sort of a website or? Yeah, that was right. Yeah, website. NTL were getting involved with the football league, and I think they put a hundred thousand into each club. Uh, because West Brom Preston in particular were, were very proactive in what they did. I don't think it was a deal. So eventually, um, those sort of clubs like Wrexham got forced along to say, right, come on, by NTL happening so that's why i got the call from the club said do you want to get involved i was a british aerospace there yeah, or airbus and uh working on the wings and uh yeah so it took a chance they they let me leave very kindly said if it doesn't work out you can come back which is a bit of a you know comfort blanket for you and yeah i got involved um full time and uh yeah not look back Obviously, we put a message out on Twitter before about saying that we had you as a guest and, and, and asked them to, to give us some questions they'd like to put to you. So we'll intersperse some of this with some of their questions. And the first one um, is, is Paul um, from Twitter. I can't remember what it was because Andy's put it in the chat. He didn't give me the surnames. <laughs> um, how did you keep your cool working with a certain Alexander Hamilton? Because, I mean, we all it's very well documented that um, not not the nicest of, of people. Um, we know what the what the intentions were and what the motivations were. Um, how on earth did you um, a keep you cool and b just not storm out and go about enough? <laughs> Your privacy is always the football club, isn't it? And over the years, um, loads of uh, of people come and go, so you were hoping that something fairly short term. Um, we still had um, people like the two days 
people were on the board, weren't they, as well? So there were still people to speak to and talk to and uh, and help each other through this. Um, yeah, Alex Hamilton didn't have a massive uh, dealing um, in itself. He wasn't here on a day-to-day -day basis or anything like that. Uh, his uh, secretary, whose name I've forgotten now, the lady, um, so she who would... Um, there'd be more contact with you on a day-to-day -day basis. But then when he turned up on that day and went on on a match day. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and a lot of people didn't recognise him at the time. A few on. And then we end up, obviously, I'm going to escort him off the cop. Uh, and, and basically the city officer banning him from his own club on a match day, you know, for safety reasons. Uh, and it's, it, it was just, you're standing there watching the cross, going, what the heck is going on if it wasn't a circus already, you know, it's, yeah. it's rapidly becoming one, isn't it? And, um, yeah, uh, and that, that would be. But it, it was his temper in the end that cost him that um, that board meeting with the, with the two Daves involved. He was trying to get his secretary as a, a director on the board. And um, and it, it, the two Daves obviously weren't playing ball with him. And, um, and he stormed out the meeting and, and resigned. Where were you when you found out about the the, the the takeover bid? And when did you find out? Did you find out same time as everyone else? Or basically, yes. Um, I, I think obviously the trust board and members would uh, the trust you know board knew in. Uh, there was a sort of uh, we got a little bit of a hint just to say um, that yes, something was happening, uh, which was going to help the football club. No names were mentioned. Um, and uh, so it, we we then just found out at the same time as the members did the actual identity of. To be fair, they, I thought they did very well at keeping it quiet. Have you had um, much interaction with them with them yourself? Um, not, not really. They um, they come in, they have a chat. And they're over here. Um, they they do make the, they do make a point of coming through and saying people. Um, but quite often it's a flying visit, isn't it? It's photographs inside. But they, they uh, it's great to see them get to know our players' names, to get their team's names, you know, and become involved in that and getting along, you know, in Rob's case, getting along match as well. Uh, and then to see 9,000 people turn up here to watch a women's game against Connors Key. Um, it, it just shows how much the club again means to another part of the community, not that we were used to watching the men play. Um, and it's spreading and spreading, and it was all the families there with the young girls who've now got their heroes to look up to in, in the women's team. And uh, what and that, that legacy that they talked about is, is starting to happen, isn't it? Um, what they're doing around the area. Uh, and um, I, 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 I keep saying it, but I wake up in the morning thinking sometimes, is this is this real? Is, is, did we just get women? Did we just have to? Hollywood A-listers at the top of us, you know, guiding us along and to where we want to get. Um, and uh, it did we feel one day you're going to wake up and that nah, was a dream. Oh, yeah. <laughs> We're still stuck playing down there, heading off down to somewhere on the south coast. I'll have to get a map out to find out where I'm going. Did you give Ben Foster a warm welcome on his uh, on his return? Oh, it was lovely to see him back, wasn't it? I, I remember a very shy young goalkeeper back in the year when we played at the Millennium Stadium. And uh, was it Hereford was one of the first games, I think, wasn't it, in the, in the, uh, the LDV, as it was then. Uh, and oh, yeah, he was sort of came in quite young, didn't know anybody. Uh, and then suddenly, Ben Foster, 2023, walked around the corner. He's your best mate. I haven't seen him for 17 or 18 years or whatever it was. There he is, just large-than-life character. And, 
you know, it, the, the change in the careers he's had on the back of um, coming for a few games with us, like, you know, all those years ago, is absolutely fantastic. And so Alex Ferguson coming to watch his son Darren playing and then picking up on on uh, on Ben because he was there. But yeah, he's it, 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 just the same as he is on his, on his videos. He's no difference. It was lovely watching it, even yesterday. Um, I know that we didn't have the, the edge to the game yesterday, but as he as he came in, he was doing the signing autographs. There were so many people wanted to see him outside from the Torquay area, and uh, he, he found a bit of time for everybody, and uh, that was lovely. And uh, what he's done this season with us, uh, you know, it's, it is stuff of legends, isn't it? I don't think anybody will ever forget that penalty save, <laughs> and, uh, amongst everything else. But he was the boost we needed. Poor old Rob goes and gets himself injured again, doesn't he? Three times at Bromley, just. The bookies just wouldn't even give you odds on that, would they? Uh, and and you know, for him to then drop out, so you needed that extra goalkeeper, the senior goalkeeper. You've got four days then till the registration deadline closes. Um, what can we do? And uh, I'm still not sure who actually had Ben's telephone number in, it, in their book, but I'm sure it was uh, Aidan or, or similar. And uh, yeah, do you fancy coming to help us out? And um, seeing him back here, uh, so he just gave gave us that little lift at the right time, didn't he? Uh, well, we're all sorry to see Rob not being involved. Uh, Mark's taken it so well, hasn't he? And uh, it's, it's team spirit, isn't it? Somebody's come in and been part of the team straight away. Have you uh, put any uh, forms in front of his face at all, Geraint, in the uh, in the in the recent? Make him sign it, Geraint. Sign here, sign here, Ben. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, just an autograph for Mrs. Jones, Rose of Tuttlin. No, no. Oh, there you go. Five-year contract. No. Um, yeah, that'll be interesting to see what happens. Uh, the cold light of day, I'm sure, where people say things in emotion and, and excitement, and you can see after everything he's done, you can see the enjoyment on his face. Replicated everybody else in the stadium after the World War One game. He was just the same as everybody else. He could have just taken the back seat and said, oh, "That's fantastic, you know, delighted for everybody." But he'd been here a couple of weeks. But he was he was there amongst the players. Um, he won. I think they gave him in the in the uh, centenary uh, Bamfords, didn't they? They gave him their man the match in his first game. Obviously, just to get him up there, I think more <laughs> than anything to come up. But as we were just walking up the stairs, I just took him up there, and he, he just he turned to me. And he was just saying that. Just have, we had, you know, like 30 seconds together as we just make our way up there. And he said, this is a proper team. This, everybody's fighting for each other. He said, you know, I've come in. I've only been here a couple of days, but this is a proper team. Uh, and uh, that was that was great to see somebody, an outsider as such, but somebody coming from, you know, what we hope we're doing and, and we're projecting to the world. And we've been a great team all season, but somebody who's come into it, been a part of it, and quickly realised that there's something special going on here. And, uh, and that was brilliant. That was brilliant. And I say he, he, what he's done for us uh, has been amazing. Yeah, he's quite the um, media personality. Um, speaking of which, how have you found being in front of the cameras yourself? Have you demanded hair and makeup and everything? <laughs> yeah, my age is doing a rubbish job. I still get to see any <laughs> any fees. Um, it, it, it's great that the cameras are here. Uh, was it the other night we had three of them lined up along the side of the pitch doing their uh, presenting their, their TV shows? So, so, well, Wales ITV, BBC Wales, uh, and S4C. So, all doing their news programmes from the side of the pitch live on link ups. So, what so not to get each other's views or sort of pretend they weren't alongside each other. Um, so, having that sort of interest back in the club is just uh, uh, it's great locally. I mean, don't get me wrong, the coverage we're getting worldwide is, is un unbelievable. New York Times turned up the other day. 
Uh, and you know, you look on their site, they've got 50 million followers on their Twitter. Uh, they put one thing out about us and how many people are reading about us. Um, and I was seeing that from people sending me links from Hungarian magazines, Australian sports, just everywhere around the world. You've seen the same things yourself. And Brazil seems to be, and Argentina seems to be taking us to the heart at the moment. The show must be going out there. And uh, but yeah, it, it's um, it's nice that people want to speak to me about positive stuff. I mean, obviously they, they go to the manager and, and and those people, so they're just going around trying to find somebody different. I think by the end of the day, the end of the week, they just need a different face. So, but yeah, happy to happy to chat about something that's really positive for the for the football club, for the town, for the whole area, North Wales. And it, it, it was great. I mean, when the final whistle went against Bournemouth, um, and and we were up, and it was, everybody was going nuts on the pitch. Uh, and I'm, I, it was a sense of relief for me rather than you know, screaming your head off. It was just like after all this time, all these people have worked so hard. So many people aren't with us at the moment, unfortunately. Uh, so we remember them as well. Uh, and, you know, hopefully they're looking down. Um, yeah, I, 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 I can confirm your sense of relief because Craig Colville, who does the uh, does a lot of pictures, he was there for that Boreworld game. And he's, he's, he's put a, a photo on Twitter and he said he, he wants to know what was going through Garrett's head at this point. So I don't know if you can see it. Um, <laughs> that, that, uh, uh, absolutely perplexed. Oh, um, yeah, yeah. It, I mean, was, it, that, was that was that just the same as all of us? Just an outpouring. Yeah, exactly. Of, I mean, you know, we're, we're the hardcore fans, if you like, and and, and we're delighted to everybody because people say these are new newbie fans, and they are really, are they? They're still Wrexham fans. They might only come to. Um, four or five games a season before, or 15 games, but now everybody's coming to all the games, so that's why the crowds have gone up. Uh, so everybody's there, but guys, uh, you know, Tim, you, you, you can reel off loads as well, Andy can, uh, and Liam can. We've all got loads of friends who, who come week in and week out, and they're down at Torquay years ago when you know when we were rubbish and getting hammered. We had to get into Torquay one year uh, when they banned away fans, didn't they? They only lose 5 0. Uh, and you think, was well, it worth it? But these guys uh, and, and girls uh, who, who devoted so much of their, their time, their life towards the football club. And uh, it, it's a small thing, isn't it, getting back in the football league in the greater scheme of things? But to us, it means so much. Uh, and um, that's why that, that relief was there. Um, we, you know, we've finally done it for everybody's sake and after so much effort time and, and uh, so people spend so much money you, you go back to that that time when we had to raise that money for the um uh, for the, the national league wasn't it to, to the bond wasn't it to, to make sure we could start that season literally over the weekend and what are we going to do how is this going to happen and um and to see to see and it's the same now the kids coming along you see the little kids with smiles on their faces because they got a, a selfie you know, with Jake Bickerstaff or something like that. And, and it, it doesn't have to be the star player, does it? It can be anybody in a Wrexham shirt and they're just, they're just made up to be there. And that's what you want, that excitement back in people's lives, back into the football, because uh, it's something we felt as kids. And, uh, and to see it reigniting again. I, I felt so sorry. I mean, I've seen 77-8, so I know what we can be like. And I've seen us take on the best clubs, you know, in Europe and beat some of them as well. Uh, so I'm so fortunate on that score. But just, I look at a, cr- a group of youngsters now, who probably, I say youngsters, you can be up to the age of 30 maybe, and you haven't seen that success. You've had the odd promotion or the odd fleeting um, in the late the early 2000s or 1900s. But you, what we saw and what we saw, 20,000 people turning up the ground, uh, you know, and, and, and playing Roma and Zaragoza's uh, and beating Porto's, uh, beating Arsenal. Uh, and, and to see what the club can achieve 
um, uh, and these people are supporting this without having, they, they know the history of the club, but they've never actually experienced that. So for them to experience a season like we've just had, 111 points, 20, 22 wins out of 23 and more, but still disappointed about that one draw. <laughs> that's, that's how our standards have gone up now, isn't it? Uh, and, and and that's that's brilliant. And uh, yeah, uh, we, we you know it, we, I'm not saying we're better any other football club. Far from it. We're just another football club in the football league. But to our community, it means so much, doesn't it? And uh, and, and that's great to see see those fans with the smiles on their faces at the end of that game. And I, and I think that's what that was all about. It was suddenly it was like good grief, you know, after all these hopes and near misses, but suddenly we've we we finally achieved it. You know, you can't quite believe it, can you? And then to get that email say off the football league, welcoming us on board, that was uh, that was what it clinched it for me. Andy, you're on mute, mate. <laughs> no, sorry, I thought Tim Tim had, had another question. Um, yeah, yeah, Geraint. Um, what's the most bizarre request you've had from a player, public, or media in the last sort of well, I was going to say in the last in the last couple of years, but to be honest, it could be for the last in the last twenty years. Uh, sorry, bizarre um, request. Bizarre request from from I don't know a player, the public, some media, just just someone who's they've given you something you think, oh, well, I don't know if I can sort that out. But <laughs> if it's from me, that's yeah. that's not that's not that's not use it. Did like did like Hector Sam have some sort of bizarre dietary requirement? Yeah, that's sort of. <laughs> oh, good heavens! On the spot, I can't I can't think of stuff. Well, I, I, I'll, I'll go round it if so can navigate it at the moment and say the stuff that comes through for particularly for Ryan on the emails at the moment. Uh, we started printing them off. I mean, I'm never going to make these public, you know, or name individuals, but some of the stuff that people come in and, and expect. Um, the owners to be able to achieve is just unreal. Um, we now have a script of the day. Is we are getting that many film scripts sent to us. Um, Julie's got them there, and, and it's paper. It's paper ones. It's not. It's not just you know email <laughs> ones. They're sending a full script, and Julie's got oh, today's script. Yeah, here's today's script. Uh, and you know, and it's like, why do you send a script to a football club? They're obviously <laughs> trying to get through, aren't they? To 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 particularly Ryan. Uh, and uh, and they copy everything in. You can see the the, the other places they're sending it to for Mint Marketing, uh, Mint Mobile, and Aviation Gin, and, and all the other other places he has uh, dealings with. Uh, and just on a hopes, you know, it's their ambitions, isn't it? It's like I, I get loads of emails from footballers all over, particularly from Africa, saying, "Please sign me, sign me." You know, and, and even if you're the next Pelly, we couldn't. If you haven't got a British passport, you, you know, or an Irish one, you're not going to get into the country to, to be even registered. So that's a shame. But you just get those all the time. But yes, the, these emails, Ryan, please, £30,000, this will get you, a, you know, part of my my next great project of whatever, I, I you know, and you, you read some of them and it's just like, wow, why would you even take the time to write this stuff in? Yeah, other stuff is really nice. There's people in Ontario or something that are trying to, raise money for their local ice hockey team and can he help them out um but I, we we don't have direct connections with the owners um i think people find that hard to believe for obvious reasons because it got out this was where we sent the emails to but they, they you know god heavens goodness if you see the amount of stuff that comes to us goodness what they get direct sent to his agents or, or his pr company or whatever in america um, but yeah, there's some strange and scary people out there as well, which is you understand why they got bodyguards. 
we just get spammed by people at the moment who, who just this, they're coming through every every couple of minutes an email uh, and um but they're specific to, to rob and ryan it's not like uh, some i mean they might have some robot who's doing it in the background but it, you know it's it's not just spamming the world these are stuff that's coming specifically for them or about them uh, and you think to yourself oh truth um there are some people who you know uh, fantasy and reality sort of cross over uh, and they don't understand that, that, that these are just human beings um but yeah so that's a, that's the crazy side of it at the moment just see, you see my email account and I look it up but it's like 207 obviously yesterday and today i've not been too close to email i've got 276 emails out there now to be looked at and it's just yes you can go through a lot and, and delete them quickly but I, I don't like to delete them if people write to us um i'd like to give them at least an answer of some sort and uh, and if we if we can help a few of them out there's, there's plenty of people are, you know it's so sad some of the some of the ones who write in they've got some real problems uh, you know personal part in their personal lives and can somebody help them if ryan could send them a, can they send a photograph or you know designed to sign a video for their dad's birthday and you know he, unfortunately he's on his last legs or something in hospital can we send them a video where i'm wishing them well uh, you know if he did that every day he'd just be doing them all day you know literally would be um and paul mullen come to that uh, but so where we can and we, we will try our best to help out we have to remind people that we're still a football club at the end of the day been trying to get promoted i know we're over the line now still a lot of work to be done now ready for next season and uh, it just really all starts and uh, the next thing you know somebody's telling you you're going to play man united in, in san diego and chelsea and north carolina and there's probably another two to come are there and uh yeah and if we have football league clubs inviting us to go and play pre-season friendlies at their place uh, and uh, you know I'm, I'm not talking about league two clubs i'm talking about these championship ones and uh, that that's just incredible um how the world is uh, spun around at the moment for us and, uh, I, lo I, lo I love yeah. the fact that that a guy who is renowned for being nice if we go back to the very start of this pod you've had to develop a thick skin to say thanks but no thanks to all these uh scripts as Rob and Ryan's official showrunner as it knows. <laughs> um, I mean, is it, I mean, even you as a fan, you must like take a step back and go, I've got to pinch myself through all of this. Um, and there has to be, you have to manage these expectations somehow of, of the fans. Um, has that been difficult for you and the other staff there to kind of get your head around the magnitude of the stuff and, and the enormity of some of these things coming in and then trying to figure out, well, okay, that you know, maybe we can do something that, but for the most part, you have to be cruel to be kind and, and knock most of it back. Is that kind of difficult for you as a naturally nice person? That, that, that's it for all of us here. You know, uh, Kerry, the work she does, the community and for John himself, uh, Gemma working in, in the community office there. Our, in the past, we're desperate to get people involved with the football club um and wanted as many people as possible to, to be involved in, and to be able to send autographs um around the world to different people you know can i oh god, god a lovely story about a lady was uh mark howard she's mark howard's biggest fan she lives in sheffield uh, or a mother is sorry it's a mother so we, we got a pair of mark's gloves signed and sent across to her you know and, and things like you can pick the genuine ones out rather than uh, i live in kent and i've been a Wrexham fan all my life please send me your autographs you know uh, and as much as you, you, you don't mind trying to help people out, because you can never, the, the way it is these days, you can't. Um, but yes, it, it moves on. And, and there's some really s sad tales that come to us. Of, and can we help them out? 
uh, and we will do our best. You know, what Paul does with his charities here um, for, for the autism families, um, you know, the trouble, that the problems that Jordan Davis and, and his partner faced uh, in their past personal lives. And, you know, so people have been really good uh, and they come along to us and donating um, uh, money to, to pass on. Uh, and when the lads win a uh, man the match for the um, National League, they get a cheque of is it two hundred pounds. So it, it gets funneled down to one of those two charities. Um, National League pass the money across from that. So small things, hopefully, small things mean a lot to people. And uh, so if we can help uh, a Cubs scout group here, we certainly will because we know that um, Kerry's oh, never never as the turnstile collections been more popular. They're always popular in the past. But we could we used to have about enough to, to sort of see us through the season. Now I think she's probably about five or six seasons down the line with people asking. But um, so so you try and help out as many people as you can. Um, but yeah, but we have you're quite right. It's what you say. We have to remember we're still a football club. We have to get the football work done as well. We have to turn out on a Saturday afternoon. There's no excuse to say, well, oh, sorry, I didn't book the players' hotel because we were too busy, you know, trying to help raise some money. Uh, whatever you know, whichever charity we can help out. Uh, and everybody comes to you and thinks they're the only pe people that have requested anything. Um, and, uh, and and again, when you go back and you explain you can't, quite often they're very good about it. There's one or two that think, ah, oh, but I'm doing this for charity. And you're like, yeah, so, so we're th you know, three or 40, 100 more. But if we don't get 10, 10, 20 requests a day in for some sort of charity um, work on our behalf, it, it's been a quiet day. So, as you say, you're developing a little bit of a thick skin, um, but, you, but you're conscious as well that to, to the people who are raising money for their charities, it, it's a big thing in their lives and, and they're helping out because something's gone, you know, whether it could be a family relative or, or something like that, it's been affected. So it, it's important to them why they're trying to raise money. But yes, there are sometimes when you, you get people in Sweden or something, right, can you raise money for their local charities? You think, well, we have to keep a little bit more closer to home as best we can. And there was a, an animal charity in South Wales who, who said, could Rob next time, or Ryan, was it, next time he's there, could they come down on their helicopter and visit them? Uh, you know, and it would be, be great for their local charity, which it would be, I'm sure. Um, but you're trying to explain what... Yeah. Have they named some of the animals after Rob and Ryan? Because that's um, a fair deal, that will be something like that, and you know, you get those. Uh, one of the local hospitals here is asking them to come along because they, they'd like um, to open a wing for the hospital. Things like that. The, Brit the British Council asked us, could uh, could Ryan deliver um, the keynote speech? And uh, you know, and th these are very you know very prestigious requests. To be fair, aren't they? Um, so I, I do pass them on. Poor old Humphrey it gets uh, gets a few of them heading his way on his email because I say I don't have direct contact. So so be. Have a look at this one. Do you think this is worth, you know, if you can pass this along and see if they can help? Um, but you see the amount of work that they do do. It, it's phenomenal anyway. Uh, I don't know how they time, find time to do it amongst all the Hollywood commitments and, uh, and production stuff. It's just amazing. But uh, but they, I say they're nice people, and if they can help out, I'm sure they will do. Do you miss the days of Mike Lake opening, like, a local co-op? You know, that would be it, wouldn't it? That would be yeah. exciting. I know, I know. I know. Yes, now they're asking us to send Rob and Ryan to open up the local hairdressers or something that's just had a refurbish, um, yeah, whatever it might be. But yes, yeah, the local stuff. It's, uh, um, it's it, <laughs> yeah, Michael Aiken. That's right. Um, Geraint, firstly, did you get my script? 
because I yeah. sent it on email well, and I a hard copy. I understanding. In my uh, yes, what's the word? My literary now skills come into the fore of judging what is a good film or script and what isn't. I well, think Mike, a robot driving that. instructor. It's good. Uh, <laughs> get Ryan and Rob can uh, Rob can direct. Um, sort of going on what what you've been saying now. A lot of the sort of fans, sort of some of them feel that maybe the club at the moment isn't as friendly as it used to be that it used to be a community run club. You used to come in, you used to get an answer straight away. Um, maybe they're sort of thinking it's harder to, to get that at the moment. Do you think there is anything in that? Or do you think that's just a byproduct of how professional the club is trying to be now? Plus however many other requests it gets. Yeah. I, I mean, I look at some of the stuff that gets just flashed around to us also gets copied into Manchester United and, and Liverpool so you can see all the, all the clubs that they're writing to and I, sometimes I think Man United wants quite often bounces back to us their replies that they send out I hate to think goodness God how many how many thousands of requests does a club of that size get so we, we, we're conscious here that we want to help out but it, it is just a tidal wave of requests everybody wants to sign shirt to sign ball um, you know, the lads would spend all day literally signing everything. We'd probably go bankrupt, selling, giving all these balls and selling shirts away. So you have to find some way that you can help out um, a specific number of charities, help out some of the individuals as best you can. Um, but it, it, it's it's just literally a tidal wave of requests that come in, um, and and that that probably reflects then on uh, what you said there about supporters maybe not getting their answers quick as they can sometimes. Um, I know there's lots of questions going to the ticketing office. Um, Pete, uh, it's still a small operation. Uh, Pete and Catherine are in there. And they're selling tickets for so many different events at the moment. And, and they're doing the season ticket renewals. They'll be on to moving on to uh, um, club memberships soon. Uh, you know, on top of selling tens of thousands of tickets per game uh, and for the away games. And it's just, it's, there's only so many hours in the day. That's the problem. And everybody wants an answer straight away. Um, so we try and work our way through these emails. We try our best to get back to people as best we can, as quick as we can. Uh, hopefully the, the ladies and gentlemen in the club shop, because they're usually the first point of contact uh, when people come into the ground. Um, they could help out and advise. I still get, they get phone calls off of the ladies there said, I just don't know what to do with this particular gentleman. You know, So we come across and try and help out. Um, but it, it, there are just so many requests and uh, I, I feel I'm sorry when we can't give people a straight answer at times or get back to them as quick as we'd like to and and some do get missed um, the guy on the PA system he's, he's got the stage now he's just has to write to me on a Wednesday and just goes I can't take any more well Steve he said I've literally I've timed it now I, I can't do any more <laughs> so, and they're still coming in oh can you mention my granddad it's his 80th birthday and then somebody comes back and says I didn't hear it and I'm like, well, he's ready to out, poor fella. You know, he might have been down the toilet at the bar or something at the time, you know. But, yeah, so um, there's, there's small things that we can do, you know, to help people out. Um, but, yeah, the amount of requests for but videos, every, it's the way the world's changed, isn't it? So can you just send a, a video of, um, you know, Luke Young or somebody wishing my granddaddy's happy birthday? Uh, and it's amazing how many they do do. Um, but they obviously can't do them all. Uh, and, and the ones who miss out, unfortunately, I, I fully understand their disappointment. Yeah, no, I understand that. Right, Garant, we've had you on for so long. You've talked so well. So let's, 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 let's start to wrap this up. We do a quick fire section 
Um, and it's just five five quick questions. All your time supporting watching Wrexham FC, the, the first player that comes into your mind, who do you think was the most skillful? Uh, Bobby Shinton. Yeah. yeah. One of my heroes. You know, you, you go back to when you're a kid, don't you? I have so many players lately, but as a kid, Shinton you know, was absolutely fantastic. And, Did you pop uh, your hair on him? With bandit hair? Oh, he should <laughs> never have put those curls in, should he? If he kept his hair straight, he would have been fine. When he when he put the oh, when he put the perm in, it all went wrong, didn't it? <laughs> right. On that note, who was the worst dressed? <laughs> That'd be me. Regulation, regulation club coat, Geraint. You can't go wrong. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I wear it every every day, whether it's summer, winter, or fall. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah. The players themselves now they've changed a lot, haven't they? So, um, so there's a few of them that didn't didn't care. Really. They're not bothered. But most of them, like any young young man these days, that they're, they're very fashion conscious, aren't they? And they all get stick of because they're wearing the right trainers in training or when they come into you know all this that that all over my head now. But, uh, but yeah, there's, um, <laughs> but there's, there's. I think there's a couple that couldn't care, you know, when they were more professional. Stuart, uh, um, Stuart Bevan, when he was with us, he used to sleep in the car park. Did he? he used to come here in the morning, he'd leave home because he had two young, uh, two young twins, babies. Um, so he'd beat the traffic. He'd get to the ground about seven o'clock to beat the traffic. Just get an hour in his car and then walk into the club. And he go, oh, he's looking a bit dishevelled. Not know that. But he, was, he, but he was a professional because he was there. He didn't want to be late. He wanted to be there. He wanted to do everything right. And, uh, yeah, so, uh, you know, and he, I wish we'd had him a few years younger. And yeah. uh, what a nice guy as well. Who was the biggest moaner? <laughs> oh. I mean, you get you probably get the brunt end of a lot of moans, so... <laughs> I know, I know. There's, there's been a few that I shouldn't really answer that. That's, that's uh, that was unfair on. Okay, all right. Um, yeah, the answer is Neil Ashton. Neil, sorry. Neil Ashton is the answer by all accounts. Neil, <laughs> Neil Ashton was a man who wouldn't play on three G, and now he's manager of a three. Who played on a three G pitch? Would it? Good old Neil. Yeah. <laughs> I had to ring. had to ring his wife up and tell him he'd run into a goalpost one day as well. Oh, so. <laughs> Goalpost in training, not himself out. We had to get an ambulance down. Oh, dear. We get we get an emergency telephone number for the players. After all the years, I've never, I don't think I've ever had to phone up and, to, and with any sort of sort of bad news. It might be the car's broken down or something like that. But that, that was to a, just, he's all right. Honestly, he's all right. He just doesn't know what day of the week it is. She's going to headbutt at a goalpost. Yeah, in training. Poor fella. Happily, happily, it didn't affect him a long time. Uh, um, uh, I don't know where we go from that, but who, who do you think was the most underrated player who didn't really get the plaudits that they deserved? Oh, God. I, I, I wish you'd give me these questions in advance. I would have sat down and come no, up. No, it's got to be. It's got to be straight. You know, uh, whatever comes into your head. I know, I know. Oh, struggling, struggling. A few um, people, people have gone forward. Joe Clark, maybe, or, you know, Clark, there's... Yeah. Um, you know, I mean... I'm, I'm going, again, going back to my youngsters, young days. Um, Mel, Mel Sutton. I, I thought Mel Sutton was a brilliant player. And he's one of those players, like you mentioned there, that when they're not in the team, that's when you miss them. You know, you, you don't appreciate them half the time when they're there and what they do for the players around them. So, again, for my era as a youngster, uh, somebody like Mel Sutton really should, you know, was a far, be a far better player than you ever got credit for. And finally, in this sort of section, which is the player you'd least like to fight? <laughs> um, 
there's a few big ones, aren't there? Billy Ashcroft, yeah. probably, in his prime. Yeah. 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 You're not the only one who's gone through yeah. him. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's a big fan. But my hero, King Billy, he was my first hero as a kid as well. But uh, big fan. And I love it now when the players come back and they, they come up, to, you know, they're around the club, aren't they? We invite them back to be part of the days and they meet the fans and, and the sponsors and, and go with the social clubs. And some of the players come back and they go, nobody remember me, nobody remember me. And yet at the end of the day, when they've seen them off going home and they're like, fantastic day, I want to come back again. And, and that, that's football fans for you, and they do remember you. Uh, the players might not think they do, um, but the football fans do. And to see people like, uh, I mean, the kids have got their favourites today in Paul Mullen, and so it's like, you know, you probably have a statue of him before too long. But, but for me, when I see Billy Ashcroft, they're the ones who are sort of like, I'm always in awe of them, even this day and age, and uh, because they were the lads I grew up with. And uh, and that's what football's all about, you know, enjoying it and having heroes. Last one from me. Um, you just mentioned him there. What What is sort of Mullin like? Because I sort of... I sort of see him as a great sort of talisman on and off the pitch for this club. You know, the, the, the big money signing who, who you know, is is great, not only great on the pitch, but a great community person as well. You sort of mentioned his charity. I mean, where, where does he sort of stand in in sort of greats for Wrexham? And what, where could he sort of go as well if he stays here for a bit? Oh, I mean, we all hope he stays here. I mean, he seems to thoroughly enjoy it, but we're, we're all realistic. And we know that plenty of players have said... Uh, you know, and then you know, the, the, there's an offer comes in from a bigger club, and uh, and and they move on, and, and and that's what we we appreciate that we understand that as football fans. We don't, you know, we're disappointed when they leave at times. And I'm please, I'm not saying Paul's going anywhere, far from it. But the truth, we're a weird headline on it. But no, it's um, but he's thoroughly enjoying it for the moment, and that's all you can ask players to do. You can't ask them to be supporters, but you can ask for them on a Saturday afternoon to give that for that ninety minutes to give their all for the club. And they go above and beyond it, this group. When you, I see them outside signing autographs when they're coming in and going out after a match. Uh, and I've never seen one of them um, rush past the kids. They, they all stay there. They take the time going through it. Uh, and Paul's very much in that mode. Uh, it's the work he does as well. Um, and gets involved. And he's, he's had a spotlight thrust on him as, as a striker. He, he hasn't particularly asked for it, does he? I mean, apart from scoring goals, you know, that, that comes with the territory at times. But, um, you know, now his celebrity has gone around the world. Um, but as you said, what is it, he's, one of his favourite things is sitting on his sofa with his kids. And, um, and that's lovely. And, and what he's done so with the, the local autism charities and other charities, you know, and he, he rings us up after he's had the Man of the Match Award and says, yeah, good, good Scouse accent, top Welshman, good Scouse accent. So I'm looking forward to seeing him play for Wales. I hope he gets a call though this summer that'd be lovely oh, yes. um, but, uh, whether that will happen I don't know but you know he's always said all along isn't he he wants, he wants to be part of it he, wants to, he, he, he feels the Welsh side of his, his family and uh, yeah and what he does it, it's just what he said he's just he comes across as a nice person because he is a nice person and uh, that's all we can ask for players you've got was it 30 odd players now you know we've in the first team squad we're very fortunate to have such a large squad and not everybody there's all different personalities not everybody's going to be the shining light not everybody can be ben foster the, the outgoing and bubbly character so they all bring something different to the squad don't they um but you can see how much the other players um think of you know, people like paul or, or elliot lee and um, you could go and you can go through the list uh, and what they bring to the club and uh and that's what makes a team. And uh, I, I love it when I see Paul and Paul goes over the top and he, chases, he always puts his hand up, doesn't he? 
and to acknowledge where the past has come from and uh, uh, you know and that that's that's why the rest of the players certainly don't begrudge the attention he gets at the moment and how long may that continue I mean for him to score the goals that, that we all looked when we used to look at Tommy Bamford and think nobody will ever do anything like that again and we're very fortunate to have somebody who's uh, who's certainly heading in that direction Guy um, it feels like forever ago but it wasn't that long ago I had the privilege of sitting alongside you in the press box for, for many matches helping out with the, the Twitter and the match reports and all that and so I've kind of experienced firsthand how much um, the football club means to you. I mean, this is like, I'm guessing this is like a dream job for you that keeps on giving you every day, despite the admin stuff and everything else. I mean, just just try try and put it into into so many words what what this means to you, not as an employee, but as a fan in terms of us getting back to the football league because. There were, there were plenty of points where you thought, we're just cursed. It's not going to happen. 98 points, it's not going to happen. Playoff failure after playoff failure, it's not going to happen. COVID, it's not going to happen. You just felt that the, the odds were stacked against us. And I, I feel like you were the kind of the, the best example out of all of us who encapsulates what it means to be a Wrexham fan and how, how much getting over the line this season means to all of us. I mean, can you kind of sum up, you know, if you, if you take everything else away from it, take away your desk and just focus on you and what it means to you. Is it, do you put it up there amongst all those big European nights and Porto? Cause I know that's one of your, your highlights. Is that up there for you? Oh yes. Yes, that's right. I mean, Porto and the Arsenal games and things like that, they were moments in time, weren't they? And massive, massive ones. Um, but this has been going on now for uh, since previous Christmas, hasn't it? This run we're on. Could we could we maintain that run that we did came so close with Stockport? If we could have started it a couple of weeks earlier, we might have caught them last season. Um, then the playoff, you know, goes against you as, as playoffs can, uh, and they always do for us. Um, but yeah, but then to be able to maintain that run into the following season. And um, what what the, the staff here have done, um, players, is just uh, phenomenal, um, you know. And to, to get that record, 111 points, um, win after win after win, going everywhere, blowing games back. We, you think of older shots, wouldn't it? When we, you know, we thought we'd blown some vital points there, um, but that's just one of many. Is it? Well, you know, we've done this season that we've never given up. And uh, that's a good motto to, that the lads have. Just don't give up. Keep going. Keep going. Things, good things come. Uh, and, but so this is a culmination of, and it's not even just those eighteen months or so. It's a culmination of of the fifteen years that have gone into it. And um, so many players have been in contact, former players, uh, and said such nice things about the club. Um, and I always include them as part of the basis of where we are now. We couldn't have got to where we are now without their help. So everybody has played a part. You know, Paul, uh, Paul Rutherford in particular was was in contact the other day and I know he's featured on the uh, on the documentary, wasn't it? One of the early ones after after dagging him away. And, uh, and it, you know, he still feels a lot for the club and, um, and for the people here uh, and for him to come along and, you know, Sean Pearson. And, and I go back much, much further than that as well. So many people have made contact with us, and I hope, as a supporter, you want the club to be 
people who come here and play for us to, to keep us in their, in their hearts, uh, some fond memories of the place. Um, and uh, hopefully that's, that's what they, they take away with them when they move on. And uh, so to see it now, finally get over the line 15 years later, good grief, as you say, can't finally believe it's true. And that, that's why it means so much is because um, we're not trying to be uh, really big head about any of this. Um, as I said before, there's lots of good clubs in, in, in Notts County thoroughly deserve to be up with us. And I hope, I hope for their sake that they join us in League Two next season. Uh, they're, they're a great club off the field as well as on it. Uh, I've got so many good words to say about the people at Notts County. Um, so that they deserve some success as well. Uh, but the, the, but that can go right down to Wheelstones. I've got some, so many great friends now we've made through the National League. And I'm going to miss that side of it. Uh, not saying we won't make more friends back in the Football League, but um, we've made a lot of good friends, I think, over the years uh, in the National League. But you know, where, where do we see ourselves? I say That's where we see ourselves, isn't it, as a Football League club? And that's what our, our predecessors saw us from 1920 on one onwards. And um, to be able to do it for them, to get us back there. And then let's see where the adventure can take us. Can the, can the wave carry us up the divisions uh, and how far we can get? There's a lot of silly things being written in the, in the media. And I know people are just trying to get clicks on YouTubes and, and such like, you know, that action can never be a premiership side. And, and it, at that time will tell whether anything like that ever happens. I'm sure Bournemouth fans a few years ago would never thought they would be up there as well. And Luton fans are on the verge of it now, aren't they? The playoffs. So th there's that possibility. I I'm not even entering it as a as a massively serious uh, aim for us. My aim is is to get League Two and then League One. And once we get to League One, then um, you know things are going to get very difficult. Then as uh, so it'll be hard enough in League Two. Uh, but in League One, it'll be uh, it'll be it'll be hard. But that's where we see ourselves to start with. Can we then build like we did in '77, '8, and have a go for the championship? Um, uh, so yeah, I mean, I'll probably be long retired by that stage. But as a, you'll as a, never be retired. You'll be there. You'll <laughs> I'll still be, be watching. But uh, but uh, but that that's what we're here for, isn't it? And, and that's what sport's so great. And that's what the pyramid system in this country. And that's why the Americans now who, who are coming across to us are finding so intriguing that they're used to major league sports there, where the the worst that happens for the team which is bottom is they get the first pick of the draft for the next year. Um, so they can't understand and uh, they're appreciating it now. Well, why can't we have uh, promotion relegation? What they call it, pro reg or something? And uh, and 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 then we've we've had it for this time. And it's you know, and your Dawkins, this world's a great example of them rising and rising up the leagues uh, to get where they are today uh, and seeing where they can go as in the next year or two as well. That'll be interesting. Some nice people there. Uh, and for, but for us, our ambition is for ourselves. And now we're the League Two club is to push on next series. I mean, we don't just want to sit in League Two. We're serious about making a proper run for, for promotion. Um, we, we, nothing's taken for granted and nothing is is ever available. Uh, I can't remember the years we used to go to Boreham Wood with 300 fans in the ground. But what they did was put out a team of 11 players against us that quite often were far better than the team we were putting out with three or 4,000 fans. Uh, and so, you know, that's what it's all about. It's that Saturday afternoon. Uh, what you do for that 90 minutes uh, in sports and where it takes you. If if we all knew the outcome, the, book, the bookies wouldn't make much money, but, and, but it wouldn't be any fun either. Uh, and and you, so when things do go wrong, it makes the good times better. And uh, for the, all the bad times that any Wrexham fan has had to go through in the last 20 or something years, 
that, uh, that this, what we're seeing now, uh, I don't say makes up for the horrible times that we've had in administration, but it, it's, uh, it goes a long way towards repairing the damage that, that we, we went through. And, uh, and, and it's, it's really nice that people are just, other clubs are just so pleased to see us back, genuinely. And uh, uh, I think the National League will be sorry to see us go, to be honest, after this. They'll, they'll be sorry to see us go. They'll be sorry to see you go. And I mean that in the truest sense. Um, before we let you go, I just want to say on behalf of everybody here, all the fans, there's loads of messages about saying a pass on a thanks to Guy, he's a legend. And, you know, that that word does get used quite frivolously. Yeah. I think in, in this regard, it is true because you have given up an insane amount of time for the club. Um, you're probably one of the last people to turn the lights off when you leave and um, one of the first to arrive in the morning. You know, and that that's testament to you. And I think you know, there's not, there's probably not enough superlatives to to chuck at you. You know that that we, you know, we, and all of them would be, would be, you know, well-meaning without doubt, hundred percent. We're, we're all massively, massively privileged to have you at the club. Um, long may it continue. So, yeah, a massive heartfelt thanks from us um, as fellow fans and peers, and also from the fan base. So, just want to extend our gratitude and thanks to you. That's very kind of you. And uh, but hey, we're here for the football club. As long as we get a win on a Saturday, that's all that matters. Who are we getting first game of the season? Who do you want? Interesting, wouldn't it? Yeah, fixtures out uh, the end of June, I believe. So uh, we're looking for a home fixture if we can. Obviously, are usually they usually given, don't they? We'll wait and see on that one. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, who would you like? I, I just I'm just glad to see anybody. To be honest, any league <laughs> comes that way, <laughs> and uh, to be actually playing and getting all the stuff that you know. I'm looking forward to transferring the players' contracts to League Two, to football league contracts and non-league and things like that. And uh, but yeah, it, it's 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 going to be brilliant, isn't it, to see football league um, emblems on our on our shirts when we run out there, uh, and and just being part of it. We wish the National League well. Um, I, I've thoroughly enjoyed a lot of our time and effort in it. Um, there's some, a lot of good people, a lot of good football clubs, a lot of good, a lot of good teams playing some really good football down here. It, it used to be the abyss, didn't it, when you dropped out of it? You know, you're never going to return, but uh, it's far from it. And uh, I hope shortly that they'll get a third, a third promotion place. I just, I just hope we're not one of the ones that then goes down into different bottom. It's <laughs> typical, isn't it? Yeah. Karen, thank you so much. We'll let you go. We're gonna we're gonna do a, a little bit of wrapping up here, and um, we don't want to keep you any further. But a massive thanks for for giving your time up. Um, it is hugely appreciated, and you're more than welcome to come back on anytime you want in the future. Good night, everybody. Thanks so much, Geraint. Cheers, Geraint. Enjoying that, Geraint. Thanks a lot, mate. Take care. Top man, top man. Um, where do we go from that? That was loads, loads of good stuff. I mean, yeah, brilliant. Um, oh, he is Mr. X, and we said it at the start. Um, I mean, one thing we're not going to do is predictions because there's no bloody game. Um, I predict we're going up to League Two. So and you're predicting in the dark. You're like my worst nightmare. This is the last thing I'm going to see before well, I die. This gives you an idea of how long we've been on. I started in daylight, and I'm leaving at twilight. Um, so, right. Okay. Just before we do go, let's just say we've got a few features coming up. We are going to go through the mailbag. So keep sending us your emails. What's the address, Tim? 
You know it. Uh, Fidzine at gmail.com. F-I-D-Z-I-N-E at gmail.com. Right. Now yeah. back on that mailing list so I can see all the emails. And in those emails are orders. Do you want to tell them about that, Andy? Uh, yes, but I think you might know more. Okay, so um, we are currently taking orders, pre-orders, for issue six, The Fearless and Devotion, the actual fanzine, which will be available in hard copy format and digital download format, as per usual, and bundles. That will be out soon. We're not going to give a firm date yet because we're, we're, we're just tidying up. bloody written it. Yeah, just um, tidying up a few bits and bobs. But the front cover is... Um, a very, very nice work of art as taken by Jordan Birchall, who captured the moment of Mullin in front of his many disciples on the pitch when we, when everybody stormed on the, the pitch at the end of the Bournemouth game last week to seal the title. Um, Jordan's kindly uh, sort of done a tie up with us to do some prints of that, which are available in A3 and A4 format. Um, I can't remember the prices now, but they are very, very competitively priced. They are done in a very, very nice heavyweight uh, paper, which uh, our our colleague did say what the, the heavyweight paper was, but I can't remember. I haven't got it to hand, plus I'm talking in the dark. So I can assure you it's very good. I want to thank everybody who's pre-ordered the fanzine and print so far. Massively appreciated. Loads coming in from overseas as well. Um, there will probably be a limited run of these, so please act fast. Grab one. You can get your pre-orders for the prints and the zine at fearless.wales. Big part to all this is that I think it's 39 or 38%, however many goals Mullin ended up with, um, which Andy will tell me, um, will be a portion that the percentage of that will go towards his uh, charity, uh, which is uh, our space, if I remember rightly. Yes, the autism charity from Maxim. So um, the, there will be a, a proportion of the, of those donations from the prints go into them, um, which is a very, very worthy cause. So please check them out if right. you haven't yet done so. Right, Tim, I think you've scared the kids enough in, in the dark. Um, let's let's tie this up because it's been a tour de force. Now we sorry we're sorry for the um, for the sound qualities at the beginning. Lots of good stuff that Garrett was saying. We don't want to lose any of it, so we're going to keep on keep on doing that. And I think Tim's going to turn the light on. This is what I'm hoping. Uh, there we go. There we go. Let there be light. You see my slap right. for those watching on YouTube. Right. Okay. Uh, thanks so much, everyone. Thanks for being with us this season. It's been an absolute mental, massively great season, which we've all massively enjoyed. We are sticking about over the summer. There will be there will be episodes pretty regularly. We're going to aim for every week, but you might you might not have a week here or there as we we go off on holiday, but. Thanks for being with us. Thanks for this and thanks for Geraint. Cheers. Bye-bye. Up the League 2 town. Jochen Bauer. Cheers. Cheers.